0: You're listening to Eye on the Ball with Steve Rivera. This podcast is a Bustos Media production on The Voice. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Hey, good afternoon everybody. Welcome to Eye on the Ball. I'm Steve Rivera alongside my partner Jay Gonzalez and you're listening to Ten Thirty The Voice. Welcome to Tuesday, Jay. I don't think anybody can accuse us of being a single minded show. We have a varied show today. We do. We do. We're gonna talk some
1: hockey, we're gonna talk some volleyball and then we're
2: gonna a lot talk of other about stuff. It. Yeah, <laughs> All that other
1: stuff going on out there. Oh my god, we are being pulled in so many different directions with uh with the way different uh states are n- and are handling what's going on with the pandemic. You know, in, in one breath, we get uh, uh, Governor Doug Ducey saying, okay, we can start playing pro sports in Arizona after May 15 without fans, albeit, but, you know, that he's saying, okay, you can play baseball or whatever you want to do. And then, you know, in the last couple of hours, the, the state of California says none of its state universities, the University of California system and the California state system are going to have students on campus in the fall. Which bodes not very well for any college sports uh, in California.
0: Yeah, I think yesterday we were pretty optimistic. Today, (laughs) not so much. We've been uh, cut at the knees. We were ha-
1: we were optimistic I think um, <clears throat> it seemed like there you know things were moving in a, in a good direction slowly but uh, the announcement today from California just says there aren't going to be any students on on the state uh, on the state university campuses
0: and everybody that you've listened to have heard said that if there's no students on campus there will be no sports exactly uh, uh, Larry Scott the pac-12 commissioner was on uh,
1: the Dan Patrick show this morning and he seemed pretty confident I don't think he thought that this this announcement from right. the California schools was coming today. Um, so, you know, he just kept, he, he was being cautious like everybody else and saying, you know, there's a lot of time and a lot of things that have to happen. But, you know, we're here in May and you've already got uh, some the university saying we're not going to have students on campus in August and September. So. That's funny.
0: If, if we're still talking about this a, a month from now you know they ain't playing.
1: Yeah, yeah and it's, I, I just don't know what they're going to do and I, I think people are going to start coming up with other scenarios. You know, you start seeing people talking about, well then you know, if there's no California schools in the you know, in the Pac-12 this year. I mean, can that really happen? <laughs>
2: well, no. and, and guys, didn't the, the governor of Oregon say that uh, no sports at least he, until September? He, he did too, yes, yes. We talked yeah.
1: about that last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, the the governor did say that uh, the, the, no, no uh, large gatherings, so basically no stadiums would would have fans in them through at least September but it, you know the next day Athletic director at Oregon State said we're not canceling our September home game. So, again, you know we're we're getting yanked in a lot of different directions on this, and really, what's happening is that pe- people just still don't know. But you have people making decisions now.
0: So I was listening to uh, Ducey on the on the press conference today when he talked about the pro teams being allowed to come back, and I said, okay, that's like me saying I'm ready for Miss America to come and date me. That ain't happening. Because yeah, you know, baseball's not going to come anytime
1: soon. Well, you know who knows what's going to happen over there, and you know, then baseball's not only got the issue of, you know, can we play with this pandemic, but now, you know, there's a proposal on the table, and the players right. are, are having none of it. Right. So now, now on top of having having to complicated by what's going on with uh, with uh, the pandemic, it's a money issue. Right. It's a money issue in Major League Baseball, and money might get in the way of having some baseball this fall.
0: You know, when it's a money issue, it's going to be. Not good. Nah, it's gonna. It's not going to be fun at all. No, and then uh, my guy Tom Callahan on the other side showed this, that the WBC, something that was going to happen here about a month ago, in tryouts and playoff games here for the World Baseball Congress, uh, is likely to be canceled next year.
1: Yeah, and the, you know again, it's like know, a drip, drip. Yeah, it's a it's, drip. a it's a slow drip, and yeah. you know we're getting. You know, some of those are getting us right in the eye because we're yeah. we're really starting to see. You know, again, as we said a couple of days ago, little dominoes are starting to fall in different right. directions. But you know, the, the the there's a lot of conflict in in terms of, you know, what one state is doing versus what another state is doing, and you can bet that the SEC they're going full they're going full bore.
0: Right, I, that's you know that's what I saw when the you know, Alabama. Because they play USC in the opener, so they're going to try to scramble to get somebody else, right? To right. start the season, so it, it's going to be interesting to see
1: if you know some of the some of the schools that uh, decide they're not going to have students on campus and therefore not have athletes on campus that they're just going to be excluded, uh, and that the conferences are still going to go forward. So, and then what that's going to do?
0: Yeah. So here we are, March or, or May thirteenth, twelfth, or, or whatever, uh, with the opening up of some states more and more, with reports of more issues with. Uh, uh coronavirus coming seeping through uh it's just uh, a whole can of new worms it, it
1: is and and i think that uh you know, it's going to be interesting to see what, you know, where we as a society are going to be willing to continue to do, what price we're willing to pay right. for That's everything it right there. else. And, right, right. And, and, you know, we're not here to kind of, you know, go into all that, you know, from a political standpoint, but it is an issue. And different areas are going to do things differently. And there's really no uniformity to, to, to any of this. As much as people are trying to say there is, you know, that was one of the points Larry Scott was making this morning. You know, the conference has... In, in issues like this have always been very uniform in their approach mm-hmm. together in their approach. Well, clearly they're not. Clearly, the California schools are thinking one thing. They, you know the Arizona schools are thinking something else. Mm-hmm. You got Oregon schools thinking something else. There is no uniformity to any of this. and I'm sure they're talking because everybody says they're talking. Mm-hmm. but I want to know what they're saying. Right. What, what's everybody hearing? How did Larry Scott not know that the California schools were about to make this decision today. How early was that? Was that early this morning? Well, Dan Patrick comes on early. They, it 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 ends at nine, and and Larry Scott was in the last segment, so he came on about eight thirty our time mm-hmm. this morning. Yeah. So this you broke know. about four o'clock. Yeah. But how you know how did he not uh, know? Yeah. yeah. Or it was know, he, during the interview? He said we're talking every day. We're talking to the schools. We're talking to the chancellors. We're talking to the presidents. We're talking to the athletic directors. Everybody's talking. How did he not know? that this was going to happen today.
0: We could be getting an email from David Hirsch. I don't In know. the next hour, just from I a statement
1: know. from Mr. Scott. So it's, it, you know, I'm, I'm interesting to see what the reaction is. You know, maybe we'll hear something from the PAC 12 tomorrow mm-hmm. based on, you know, what's, uh, what's been said today because right. this is this is not the direction that we thought we were going just 24 hours ago
0: no no but we've said this it's always fluid the line in the sand gets drawn and then it gets messed up well that's it we've, we've been saying all along that this
1: is this is fluid and it is uh, something that we just don't know day
0: to day what we're going to hear Right, right. Well, the most consistent thing has been the inconsistency. And we're in mid May, and and the, the uh, mid May and the commencement and all that's happening now is a quick turnaround before they come back on campus in two and a half months. Right. You know, we've got uh, you know students who get who are going to get to watch the graduation
1: on you know on online. on online today. You know, I've got a I've got a daughter graduating, getting a, a bachelor's at at the U of A, and she's coming to over to our house, and we're going to make you know have a brunch and we're going to watch is that when is one, that tomorrow uh friday friday it's friday you know and we're going to watch it and, and it's you know it's a it's a it's a weird thing That's, yeah it's, it's it's and you can't even have a party it's sad and and we can't you know we'd love to have our family yeah, over and yeah. stuff like that and it's really going to be our immediate family mm-hmm. um but you know it,
0: beyond that it you know we just can't uh can't take that chance right no it makes, makes perfect sense and you got to be safe like thousands of other ones out there doing the same Exactly.
1: Thing. I mean, you know, it's, we're all in that boat. So mm-hmm. it's not like, you know, oh, whoa, was us. You know, we're all in that boat. And it's right. unfortunate that we're in it.
0: Right. Hopefully, hopefully things change in the next couple of months. So a lot of things can get back to normal. Uh, today's news is not good, though. Hey, let's take a quick break here. Come back with President Bob Hoffman of The Roadrunners here on 1030 The Voice hey welcome back to eye on the ball here with jay and steve now we have bob hoffman president of the tucson roadrunners on the phone how are you bob i'm doing great how are you guys doing tonight good 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 well thanks for joining us i don't think i've ever had you on the show Welcome,
3: no, I don't think so. I think the first time I think Walt's been on a few times,
0: and yes, others, and, but and yeah i'm I'm happy to join you. great to have you uh good to have you what this year has been kooky, crazy, whatever word you want to <laughs> use. You guys were doing a fantastic job until the plug was pulled
3: yeah, I mean it it really um you know the the build up from uh, even early November where you know we started to take off and win a whole bunch of hockey games we were winning on the road which is always good early in the season obviously doing well in front of the home fans as well and then um you know really uh, in first place from you know somewhere in november all the way through the rest of the season and we got to that point where the plug was pulled as you mentioned it was march the 11th we played a home game uh and uh kind of that night was when um uh, the things happened in oklahoma city with the utah jazz and the right. Oklahoma city blazers so it, we kind of knew something was going to um something was going wrong and something uh you know pretty unprecedented was going to happen in the coming days and uh we sent our staff home on march the 12th and really the rest of the country has been you know right there with us ever since
1: bobby it it, it couldn't have been a, a surprise i mean I, I think everybody was hoping for the best all along but you know when when did you really start thinking we were in big trouble and that we we might not be playing again
3: I kind of uh, had in my internal clock, April the first was going to be a very pivotal date for us in looking and saying, you know, if we're not really moving in the right direction with this virus and trending to where um, we think that there could be a return uh, by the end of April, we would start planning that and seeing those positive signs by early April. And we were seeing just the opposite, as as you guys, I know, are well aware. It's everything started moving in the other direction with uh, certainly significant numbers of sicknesses and deaths. And it, you knew that it was coming to Arizona in a, in a little bit more of a capacity probably shortly thereafter that. So I kind of figured in early April, you're right, it, it, it everyone kind of knew this was coming with it. It's nice to have that finality at least that, you know, it, you know, we don't have to keep waiting and thinking what if. You know, we've been really working in our planning for 2020-21 for the last several weeks regardless so now it's just kind of official that that's exactly where we're looking and unfortunately we 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 have to pull the plug on this year
2: bob i know it's a little early as far as knowing anything like a start date or something like that but what steps are you taking right now with the club for that next season
3: yeah you're right it's it's challenging because you have so many models and different things that you're looking at and really you have to kind of anticipate for everything i mean uh, in a perfect world um everything trends in the right direction and we start um You know as a society figuring out uh you know how to make sure we can uh, mitigate these these risks from a health standpoint and you know trying to figure out what's the best scenario for that and we can start in october that's the ideal world now how that'll happen over the next 90 days we don't know and we'll have to see what's the safest option for all but we we are looking at uh you know models throughout the american hockey league that have Uh, different start dates throughout whether it's pushing it back a little bit and certainly we're going to play a a, you know a big part in keeping an eye on the National Hockey League and seeing how they choose to handle this as well because a big function of what the Roadrunners you know do is to is to develop young players and that needs to be in in, you know simultaneous with the, the Coyotes and what their schedule is, it wouldn't do any good to be uh, playing sixty days away from them if they started late. More than likely, I can imagine we'd be starting late.
0: Along those lines, and pardon me for the naive question, uh, it seems like uh, the your league, some other leagues, have a safety net because you guys are tied to the Coyotes. Uh, the Sugar Skulls are not to, tied to anybody. The XFL isn't tied to anybody. Is that is that accurate? And, and is there is there comfort with that?
3: You know, it's funny. I, I, I would absolutely say it's accurate. You know, there's no study done on it or people aren't really looking at that from, uh, you know, uh, different levels to see who's safer or who's not, for example. But uh, there's there's reality to that. I mean, it's nice to have that connection and structure and, and support from the Coyotes. And, um, you know, obviously uh, ownership groups from, you know, at the major league level, whether the NBA, NHL, NFL, wherever, obviously have, have you know, significant strength, uh, from a financial standpoint and can probably weather the storm more so than folks that maybe are not tied to those um those those leagues or to those ownership groups. So there is definitely support there. Now, you know, having said that, this this has certainly hit everybody, you know, in different ways and in, in, in from the Roadrunner standpoint it's it's impactful for sure, uh, to say the least to lose the last six games of what could have been a promising postseason. Um, you know, but I do think that there is some comfort to know that you know, we have that support up in Glendale. and you know, that support runs deep from in the regular season when things are going great and things are fine. We have them to uh, be able to lean on and utilize some of their resources. And then it comes with the good and the bad. So now that we're in a time of of darkness and some struggle, it, it also works in our favor as well.
1: Bob, at the top of the show, Steve and I were talking about how we're we're being pulled in a lot of different directions here. Uh, you know, you had Governor Ducey saying you know, after May 15, you know, pro teams can start playing again, albeit with no fans. You've got California schools saying that they're not going to have students on campus. So there, there's still a lot that a lot left to happen and stuff like that. But you know, you had your season end with this. You know, there's still not a, a guarantee that your season can begin on time or begin with fans in the seats. And so, you know. I, how hard is it going to be to to get ready for the next season, and and you know what kinds of things are you going to be doing? Contingencies, uh, what kind of contingencies are you going to put in place? And I don't want to sound like doom and gloom, but really, you know, when when you hear about how things are going to are going to be and how uncertain they are right now, I mean, there's not even a guarantee that your season will start on time, or you'll be able to be playing in front of fans when the season gets going again.
3: No, that then you, you're exactly right, and that's the 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 toughest part is that the not knowing. You know, I mean, even if if somebody would put out there and say you won't start until, um, you know, just as a hypothetical date, January 1st, 2021, at least we have that in mind. There's a solid date and we know what we're planning for right now. We know that we're, you know, scheduled to play uh, the weekend of October the 9th and uh, we've got to get ready and focused so that we're prepared to be able to do that. But you're right. The way that the, uh, you know, things look and what you're, you know, what you're hearing from the, from the medical professionals and, you know, from the CDC makes that challenging. And really, you know, for all sports leagues, we're not playing, um, you know, you you mentioned Doug Ducey and talking about the state of Arizona and opening up for business. You know, we have to kind of look at that across the landscape of our 31 team league to uh, see how that is impacted. We have five teams in the state of California, so you you mentioned California, and and uh, you know, I've, at one point, their governor was uh, mentioning that he didn't see organized sports, mm-hmm. you know, through the end of the year. Right. So you have to figure that out if you know how it how it plays. I, I don't. You know, see a scenario where you you come to the plate with, um, you know, just the cities that are uh, you know able to do it, and the rest of them are just uh, you know sitting on the sidelines. There's got to be some way, uh, you know, some type of equity that's in there to be able to to state that all 31 teams can operate in some fashion. And those timelines are just so very different. We have teams, um, you know, from the East Coast all the way out to, to California. So it's going to be interesting to see how they all those pieces you know, kind of fall into place and see where they, you know, uh, how things play out.
1: Bob, where are you getting your direction from? You know, who, who are you hearing from in terms of, you know, how you're, uh, how you guys are being handled? Is it, you know, from the NHL, from, you know, the, the, from the team, from the coyotes, you know, you're getting information from somewhere about, you know, what you need to be doing and what you can expect. Or, you know, where's that coming from for you guys?
3: We, we really have uh, three different sources that, that we get it from. I mean, I, I, first and foremost, the American Hockey League is a tremendous hockey league. It, it's, it's underrated um, as far as leagues go. Um, it, it's the second-best hockey league in the world, hands down, compared to any European league, any Russian league. It is fantastic, and they have a great front office, and they operate uh, essentially at the level of the National Hockey League with their professionalism and how they handle things. So they're right on it. They have a task force within the American Hockey League. Um, We have regular calls with the executive committee. We have regular board of governor calls. Um, We have calls within departments within the league. So we do hear quite a bit from them and talk things out with, uh, you know, how they see things in the future. And that's obviously important because they're the ones that have the best picture of the landscape of all 31 member teams. We then also have the Coyotes, which is a great resource to see what the National Hockey League is planning through all of their meetings and the coyotes involved in all that and working in unison with them is how we'll approach it in the state of arizona and then just the guidance from within from the governor um you know uh, the the white house has talked of the governors being in control of their states and being able to put out those uh those precedents and those rules and regulations and to follow the guidelines so we're listening to that and following the governor And, um, you know, keeping an eye on that as well. Uh, So really it comes from a lot of different places. We want to make sure from the health officials that things are opened up and that we're ready to be able to to move in a direction that's safe um, and that the governor will give us that guidance. And then how that uh, information translates to the National Hockey League, to the Coyotes, and to the American Hockey League, and from their league office down to us is what we're listening to.
2: Uh, First of all, just I want to make a comment that I think Commissioner Dave Andrews has done a tremendous job with the American Hockey League and his leadership has been tremendous. And and Bob, if you want to comment on that, but I got a question first, uh, if the NHL resumes and I know that's a big if, but if they finish this season, as far as having a pool of players, black aces, if you will, a practice squad, whatever it is possibly made up of some Roadrunners players to, to cover for injuries and what have you uh, do you have any idea how that might work is there any any word about how you know the logistics of it would would come to pass
3: yeah you're, you're right on the money with that I mean there, there, there's nothing that's been detailed as far as a plan of action as to roster numbers um, you know the size of, of a team or a pool of players that would be kind of a reserve group. But I think you would have to have that in play in some fashion. Um, you're going to have guys that are you know, being rushed back from maybe time off. Who knows um, what their training regimen has been like. Um, they'll have that pause there that it's a very difficult thing to come right back from to jump on the ice. So you're going to want to make sure that you have that depth and that bench, uh, so to speak, that you can draw from. And those players that would be on that bench and the people that they could – Uh, pull into play would be you know obviously from the roadrunners so um i do see that as a very logical scenario in some fashion whether that's uh you know a handful of five reserves or whether that's you know a handful of 15 reserves Uh, i don't know exactly what that'll play out and where it'll look to but i really think that is um you know something that you would see if the nhl does resume and to your point about dave andrews just to echo that i know he's a very you know the american hockey league being a minor league system it's not as well known and you don't you know have that familiarity of a Gary Bettman or an Adam Silver um of you know a, a, you know of a Roger Bell but Dave Andrews has been with the league 25 years and is, is retiring this year his last uh, day of service actually the league will be June 30th uh this summer here and uh, it, I feel so awful that that's the the way that it ends for Dave unfortunately with how things have transpired in this 2019-20 season but uh impossible shoes to fill big shoes and uh we're gonna miss him in the league and miss his guidance and leadership and i guess the only blessing to that is that he is still at the post uh, to guide us through these tough times right now
0: bob we have about, about 90 seconds left let me circle back to the first question i asked at least you guys had almost a wire to wire if not a wire to wire first place uh, all year gives you hope for next year yes
3: yeah, there is some satisfaction to know that uh, as the Pacific Division champs for the uh, second time in three years, to know that we were well on our way to winning that division again uh, and seeing what could have happened in the playoffs, we'll never know. But absolute uh, things are being done the right way and growing the sport in Tucson as well as uh, growing the young players and that that minor league system takes some work and some time and, and what the John Shaka and the Coyotes have done to grow the system and make it a winning organization is certainly something that I think is going to be uh, planted for very, very, you know, many years to come.
0: Bob, I appreciate your time. Good. uh, Don't be a stranger. I guess that's on us, isn't it? (laughs) We'll have you back.
3: I'd love to jump. This was a lot of fun, guys. I really appreciate it. Anytime you'd like to talk hockey or talk Roadrunners, let me know. We'll talk Kent State. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Let's talk Golden (laughs) Flashes next
1: time. (laughs) We appreciate it, Bob. You know, best of luck. We hope all this comes together for you guys.
4: Thanks, guys. Same to you all. Take
0: yes, care. thank you very come much. On. That was Bob Hoffman, president of the Tucson Roadrunners. That's interesting. I mean, everybody's going through it. You saw it. Every, uh, come on. There's no answers. Know,
1: there are no answers, you know. And, I mean, I, I feel his pain. Um, you know, we, we at the Sugar Skulls, we never got the season going. But, you know, the uncertainty was the hardest thing right, to deal with. Right. It was really tough for that period of time.
0: Not knowing is always in anything is the problem right Could you take a right well should take a left maybe not maybe take a left <laughs> take a right who knows but uh, a good, good segment thanks uh, Tom for joining in uh, we'll come back on the other side on um, 1030 The Voice talk to Dave Rubio hey welcome back to in the Ball here on 1030 The Voice I'm Steve Rivera along with Jake Gonzalez and now we have great guest David Rubio of the U of A volleyball team coach how are you I'm great,
4: Steve. How about yourself?
0: Fine, thank you. Welcome to the show again. I love you as a guest. Now you have Jay as my co-host. Dave, I'm, I'm, I'm here to I'm here to bug you about a lot of things. So right
1: at the top of the, at the top of this, I want to make sure that we're going to have some time to talk about ballroom dancing. Okay, so I, <laughs> I want I want to go through your volleyball and talk about your volleyball team and you, you know the, the some good things that have been been happening over there. But we're going to have to get to the ballroom dancing. We can't let that go by. Is that
4: all right? Um, that's fine. Uh, I, I'm. I'm regretting maybe that I put that out there but uh, well, but certainly I'd be more than happy to speak about my ballroom experiences
1: well you, you can't let degenerates like us get our hands on stuff like that so uh, I'm just gonna tell you that you know it's out there so you know we're, we're we're gonna get on it but let's talk about your volleyball team first of all you you, you know you, you 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 got your season done and you know before all this came along obviously looking looking forward to a great season coming up with a, a top top rank recruiting class but so what what's it been like for you? You know, you you weren't one of the spring sports that got canceled, um, you know, those kinds of things. So you've had what have you been doing to kind of get yourselves ready for 2020 with all the uncertainty that's going on?
4: Well, it's been uh, I think there's there's certainly been some good parts about this in terms of being with the family uh, more than I normally would be. And uh, so I have three young kids, and and so that part's been really good. And certainly being, uh, you know, around them and and in an atmosphere that's, uh, I think, pretty conducive for us to build on our relationships here. Uh, my mom moved in recently, uh, just before they shut things down in California. So so that part was really good. Uh, in terms of the team and and the preparation for this upcoming fall. Uh, certainly there's a lot of uncertainty that goes with the timing of when we're going to start and when we're going to allow to be on campus. And, uh, and you know, a lot of those questions are still unanswered. Uh, but we're, you know, doing our part. We're getting ready uh, as if we're season is going to start uh, August 10th, which is what the date would be if, if we didn't have to go through what we're going through right now. Uh, we're doing a lot of Zoom meetings like everybody else. And, uh, talking to our incoming twenty twenty class and talking with our returning players as well. So uh, we're on a lot of meetings with them, and you know right now as as it you know time goes by, and each week goes by, and each month goes by, we're getting closer to that start time, uh, the proposed start time. and so uh, a lot of organiz- uh, a lot of discussion and organizing right now.
0: Yeah, no question. It's it's uh I don't know if you in your mind you have a date that you say okay, maybe July 15th, July 20th. Everyone talks about football. Everyone's football, basketball, but you guys are a big uh, integral part of the UA program, obviously. Uh is there any kind of date that you say okay, they got, they got to make a decision by this date?
4: Well, you know, we're we're like everybody, uh we're modeling uh, what that date's going to look like or when that date might be and then you know, uh trying to plan for some contingencies should that date not work out. But you're right, I mean it, it really comes down to football and when football starts because we're gonna run side by side most mm-hmm. likely with football. And I think whenever they give the the date for football then we'll be allowed to be on campus and start training as well. And so uh, I think the football coaches what I'm hearing is the beginning of July is when they like to get their kids on campus. Uh, summer session 2 starts july 13th and for us that's kind of a drop dead date for us if we're going to start sometime and our normal start date of try to get our kids back on campus campus and in the weight room and start the strength and conditioning part of it uh, but we'll see i i, I mean uh, th- we just don't know when that start date's going to be and uh, my feeling is it's we're going to have a somewhat of an abbreviated season i um, mean there's a lot of discussion about um, possibly moving our sport to spring, uh, oh, yeah. springtime. I, I think there's some flexibility there with volleyball. Probably more flexibility, I, I would think, than football. You know, football is, is, is just there's just so many variables with the networks and TV. And as soon as you cross over into the basketball season, uh, I, I think it's going to be really hard to manage for them. So, uh, I think we're doing they're doing everything they can to try to get football in. And sometime at some point in the fall, volleyball on their hand, it's just it's much different. It would actually be beneficial for us if we had the the, uh, the time in the fall to train and get the kids ready. Then there wouldn't be such a, a need for us to come in in the summer. Uh, so and with the budget, the being the budget and, you know, everyone taking the hits that we're taking, uh, you know, it would be. I I think a a good thing if we didn't have to go to summer school, and we could just start school at normal time in August. Take the four months uh, for the first for the winter uh, semester, and then start our season in the in the spring. Uh, But again, I mean that's just me speculating Mm -hmm. on when might be the best time for us to start.
1: Well, you used a good word, speculating, because that's really a lot of what's going on right now is, is speculation about you know who's going to do what and when. You know, you had the the California schools coming out today and saying their students aren't going to be on campus in the fall. You know how you know we don't know how that's going to affect everything. Um, you know, we're 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 sitting here wondering. You know, is the Pac-12 going to play sport? You know, fall sports without the California schools. What's going to happen there? But um, I, I think you know the idea that you just kind of have. To to go on and just do what you can seems to be the best thing so you know what you know when you start just thinking about your season now let's say you know everything everything works out and you're going to start playing in the fall you know what uh you know what are you looking at what's uh, what's your what do you what kind of a team do you think you have where you know what's uh this uh recruiting class uh you know how's that going to work into you know what you're doing uh, as a team and you know just what's it look like for you guys
4: well, you know, we graduated six, six players from last year's team. And, uh, last year was a difficult year for us because of all the concussions that we, we got, we had three starters out all season long, and that was really a, a difficult part for us. And, uh, and, and, and the kids who ended up graduating were, were you know, 90% of our squad were starters. So we're only returning a handful of players who've actually been on the court. So we know that the incoming class is going to be very influential in regards to who's going to actually suit up and play. Uh, we have a, lo- a tremendous amount of talent, as much talent coming in as I've had. And maybe since two thousand and two when we had Kim Glass and Jennifer Abernathy and Bree Ladd, who was at that time ranked the number one class in the country, uh, this year we're going to have a total of nine players uh, that are incoming, and so we we know that that of those nine uh, we'll probably play uh, at least six of those kids on a pretty regular basis um, but you know, as you know, going from club volleyball or high school volleyball to the Pac-12 level volleyball, is, it takes some time, and, and, you know, we'll see which players are able to step up and rise to the occasion. Uh, but certainly the, the, talent, the talent is there.
0: What's a lower and situation, obviously a two-sport person who's very talented in, in volleyball and basketball?
4: You know we just uh we've been communicating with Lauren like we have with all the other players and and uh, I think Adie and i are are in lockstep with one another in terms of what her schedule is going to be and uh so lauren is 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 nine months uh in in terms of uh her rehab and uh, for her ACL that she suffered nine months ago, and so uh, she's yeah, she's ready to go. I think that once we you know, whenever we start and whenever we're allowed to get those players on campus, she'll be there uh with our group and uh for volleyball in the season in the fall and then she'll switch over to basketball when uh as soon as our season is finished.
1: Dave, how, you know, how's the talent in, in Arizona? I, I was a volleyball dad. My daughter played uh, a high school volleyball and was in the club thing. She also spent a year with, a, with an ACL, so she missed her junior year. But uh, you know, it, it, it seems to me that there's, you know, there's a lot of talent here, and there's a lot of volleyball going on.
4: Well, there is. Uh, you know, Volleyball has one, been one of the sports that's really blossomed here in the last 10 years in the state of Arizona you know when i first got hired here back in the early 90s uh even despite this population the level of talent that was that was being developed wasn't at the level that we could recruit even one or two players out of the state uh and i always felt like if if as soon as the club uh started to develop that talent which they have now that we would get at least a couple players that would come to Arizona and a couple of players would go to ASU. Unfortunately, that hasn't been the case. Uh, the talent's been terrific. There's probably a half dozen players or more that are capable of playing, certainly at the Pac-12 level and certainly at a Division One level. Uh, But. Uh, it's been really difficult for us to be able to keep that talent home. A lot of those kids want to get recruited uh, or get recruited to California, and that's their number one choice is to go west and not to stay at home. And uh, we're, we've been fortunate. We have a young lady, and her name is Jalen Hodge. She's the Gatorade Arizona Player of the Year. And so she's decided to stay and come to U of A, and she's – probably the highest recruited player since Whitney Dosey, which was back in 2006. So it's it's a tough road for us when it comes to recruiting in-state kids.
0: Let me ask you, we've got a couple of minutes on this break here, but uh, you, uh, it reminds me you arrived here in the early 90s. How come you haven't changed your look? You, you're like 25 <laughs> years old and, and still pep- preppy and all that stuff. What's up with I, that? I was going to go there, Dave, because uh, you know, I was looking you up
1: today and you know just... And you're, you're older than me, but I look about 20 <laughs> years older than you, and that really upsets me.
4: Well, it's, it's, it's the ballroom dancing, you guys. I'm going to encourage you guys to, to work on your stand steps.
1: I, you know, may, and maybe that's it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not a ballroom dancer at all, but it's really, it re, it's really upset me that every time I've seen you walk into, you know, Bob Dobbs or wherever I see you, and you look like you looked when you got here, and it, it, it's really upsetting to me.
4: <laughs> well, thanks for the compliment. I, I tell you, one of the most disappointing things in this whole thing is, you know, I don't see you guys that's right in which is kind of where I, I, I go to. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe okay.
1: that's the key. That's the key. Okay, so now we, we got to cover the ballroom dancing thing. First of all, I got to tell you that that was one of the greatest things I saw at the beginning of all of this. And you know, I did this little dance video that my got my daughters got me to do, and I'm, it, it kind of blew up, and people were having fun with it. But you know, I got to tell you, man, you you were you were good. You were really good, and then I got to say, <laughs> well, your mom was awesome.
4: I was gonna say it's all about the partner, you know. And my mom turns eighty-three at the end of June, and and I, I remember when I was, you know, back when I was little—I mean, eight, nine years old—and and she was. Quite the dancer, and teaching me all the different dance steps, and uh, so she, and she just loved to dance. I remember growing up, and, and she and my dad would go out and do dancing quite a, quite often. So uh, I kind of give her all the credit. So you said you were an
1: instructor. So that means one, you had to start dancing, and you had to be really good at it to then be able to teach. How how did, how did that happen? I mean, seriously, how did you get interested in that, and how did that yeah. happen?
4: Well, not not really. You don't have to be that good to instruct. I mean, <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, I went to I, I graduated from Cal State Northridge, and and physical education was the major that I graduated with, and and uh, part of that was was ballroom dance, and I, and I was I loved the dance and back then, and uh, so I took all the different ballroom dances, you know, all the classes, and when I got hired at Cal State Bakersfield. Part of my salary was t- was tied into teaching, so it wasn't just coaching alone. I had to teach three or four classes along with coaching and one of the classes they asked they asked me they said "Is there a particular class that I like to teach?" And I said, yeah I said you know I can I can teach remedial Ballroom one hundred and one, and and so for five years while I was at Cal State Bakersfield, I top ballroom dance.
0: So, so Dave, when you do stuff like this on video, uh, I think it kind of uh, the kids like it. The kids love it. You're kind of young again. Do they appreciate it, or how do they react to it? I'm talking about the the players.
4: Yeah, you know, I've had a lot of the, the administrators have have texted me and, and told me it's like this is like the best thing you could have done in terms of just showing a different side right, of, right. of me. And, and, as you know, we tend to be taskmasters. We're so, you know, as head coaches, we're so focused on um, prepping and, and coaching and, and preparing the kids and making them better. And so they have a really uh, kind of a narrow scope of the kind of people that we are. And when you start to open things up, and that's why, you know, I try to get my kids in the video uh, and they, if you remember in the in the background, background, background right, they, were, right. they, they were there playing the instruments. And, you know, there were some other videos that we put out that were, you know, that included my kids. And uh, I think it's just really good that when the players can see the head coach in a different light, uh, it helps the relate to them better, relate to me better. Uh, and, and in general, you know, our number one, for me anyway, uh, number one goal is try to create a good relationship with my players. And uh, and it's tough to do that because we're all so busy mm-hmm. during the school year. Uh, it's tough to spend any time with them uh, other than being in the gym. And so this has actually been – uh, one of the best times I've been able to, to to spend with the players outside of the gym on Zoom or these videos and get to know them a little bit better, and for them to get to know me uh, certainly better as well.
1: Well, I got I got to say, you know, when I when that came out, you know, I I, I was just sitting on my couch and I was flipping through my my iPad and I and I watched it. Then I called my wife over and she watched it, and then I called my daughter over and she watched it. So we watched it about, about four or five times just in that in that moment. And again, you know, it really does. You know, when you when you do something like that, it, it does give people a, another look at, you know, you, you guys are people, you know, and you have different interests and you you've done different things in your lives. And I think that's one of the one of the really interesting things about doing something like that and you know seeing other other coaches and personalities that do that type of stuff. So I got to tell you. We really appreciate it. I, I I had fun. And then, like I said, I watched you. Then I watched it again to watch your mom. And then I watched <laughs> it again to, you know, just to kind of see it all come together. And it, then I watched it today. So I got to t- <laughs> I've had fun with it. <laughs>
4: Well, thanks, Jay. I appreciate it. The only downside, it's been hard to follow up with that video. Oh, no, that's true. You know, that's true. What asking, do you do now? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what well, now? So I've been asked yeah, exactly. So, uh, anyway, we're 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 brainstorming over here to try to put something <laughs> together, and, and uh, they'll see what we can come up with.
0: Dave, we really appreciate you coming on. I always enjoy having you on the show. We'll have to do wow, this again.
4: Thank you, guys. Yes. Absolutely. Anytime and, and uh, be safe and healthy, and hopefully, we'll get this thing started. You know, th- you heard that Governor Ducey is is uh, opening things up. For yes. The gyms are opening up. And, and so, I think that bodes well for our state and certainly for our universities and the ability for the student athletes and the students to get on campus.
0: We well, can so. never live without hope. <laughs> exactly. That's what we've been living on for a while. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Hey, Thanks so much, tough Dave.
4: Living without sports. Yeah, uh, true. Uh, that, that,
0: too. You Thanks, Dave. That was Dave Rubio uh, from the U. Volleyball team. Let's take a quick break here on 10:30. The voice come back. Hey, welcome back to Eye in the Ball here on 10:30. The voice with Jay Gonzalez and Steve Rivera. That was a good interview. Let me. Uh, the thing I got the most kick out of was obviously the ballroom dancing. But if they possibly move the sport to the spring,
1: well, as he said, as Dave said, they've got they've got some flexibility. Yeah. Um. You know, football. You, you know, it's yeah. it's it's such a beast. You know, what what are you going to do with that? And even basketball, to you know, to a, mm. to a certain degree. But some of the other sports, you know, they do have some flexibility. Of course, you you know, you need to have the arena available and, and that type of stuff. But, you know, it, it's. It, People are just going to have to adjust, right. and, and, and and we're going to have to adjust to when we watch our sports and how we watch our sports, and I, I think that uh, you're going to see a lot of that, and w- there's going to be a lot of weird things happening over the next several months, you know, for, you know, for the, really the next school year, and you could see a, a, a volleyball, you know, move into the spring, mm-hmm. and maybe even, you know, gymnastics or some of these other sports get moved around, you know, when when are they going to play softball? Mm-hmm. You know, those kinds of things. Um, even the spring is not s- right. safe because we don't know. It's just, it's just the reality of what we're looking at and I think we all have to is to throw out an old Rich Rod uh, comment. We're going to have to be comfortable Ooh, with the, being uncomfortable. Nope, that's true, that's true. Because this is uncomfortable in a, for a lot of reasons and, you know, sports is probably the least important of all those reasons, but nonetheless, you you know, if you're a sports fan and your you know, your daily existence revolves around sports, like a lot of us, um, you're going to have to get used to the fact that things aren't going to be the same, at least for a while. And we're going to have to do things a little different. And, you know, we're going to, uh, it, it, I'm hoping that we're still going to turn on golf in about a month. Mm-hmm. The PGA Tour is supposed to be back in about four weeks, and they're going to play without fans, and we're going to watch these guys golf. You've got this event coming up with Tiger Woods and mm-hmm. Phil Mickelson, and and uh, and uh, Tom Brady and 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 uh, Peyton Manning, and we're going to watch that, and and it's just going to be interesting to see different. how these things are going to are going to develop and, and right. what we're going to look at you know what's the nba going to do are they going to start playing and you know they're talking about so many different things and just getting everybody in one place and mm-hmm. playing and playing games and what's
0: that going to look like and we're just going to have to get used to it right right the one thing i thought was the uh, the difficulty with the the arena and things like that but you have richard jefferson so you can move some of those sports in there. Sure, you know, and and and
1: uh, I mean, you can you can have those things in a lot of places. Mm-hmm. And, You know, if 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 McHale's not available for a volleyball match, maybe you know the the TCC is available. Mm-hmm. You know, or or some other venue, or even a high school gym. You know, a, a good well, if there's not going to be any mini. A size high school gym or something like that. Yeah. So you know, again, it what what's, what's been one of the things that i that i, I think that is is kind of overlooked is how people have been thinking quick on their feet with all the stuff that's going on mm-hmm. and and uh you know it, by, by is, that you mean by that i mean even the hospitals and and i'm, I'm just saying this cause I'm, I'm working on 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 something relating to the 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 medical response in tucson i'm working on a project on that uh and you know and you know, people have have really had to think quickly and do things that normally would have taken them oh, sure a long time to to noodle through, mm-hmm. try and come up with all the solutions and come up with a perfect scenario and and, and execute something. Whereas because of this people are executing things that they're not having a chance to put a lot of thought into and just doing the best they can. Are you
0: noticing people doing it on their own or in groups? You're seeing, I think what
1: you're seeing is people doing stuff in groups and talking to each other.
0: And you know, that typically doesn't do well. And
1: it doesn't, you know, people tend to be very territorial about Mm -hmm, what they do. Exactly. Exactly. And and what you've seen, particularly in this community, is you've seen people come together and talk to each other and try to figure out ways to do things. You know, they're doing that at, at the you know at the college level they're doing that mm-hmm. at the pro level where everybody's talking
0: and trying to figure out the best thing for everybody it's funny because we just how do we start the show with the California stuff and and Larry uh, Scott didn't we? yeah and they, they they went off the
1: reservation <laughs> on that one and, and we don't know what the heck happened and why you know nobody knew that they were coming out with this announcement because it seemed like everybody was talking so right. who knows what's uh, happening out there but people are talking and, and yeah, they are Yeah. and and and, you know, trying to figure out things. I know that, you know, when I was at the Sugar Skulls and this this thing started to happen, you know, I, w- I was in contact with, you know, some people. with. I didn't talk to Bob Hoffman, but I talked to some other people at the Road Runners. I talked to some people at, you know, the even the, the, uh, the, Air, the U of A club hockey team. We were just talking. We were talking
0: to other teams in our league, just trying to figure out how to do things. So let me ask you, because you asked the question of Bob Hoffman of when he thought things were going to go or how he said April 1st so what were you th- what was your deadline date
1: well we we threw out sort of a, a about about first it was an April 30 date that we were hoping that we would have an idea of when we could play and you could have still played it, right and then when it became okay it, we're, we're, we're now to May 30th and it was uh, okay if we can start right at the 1st of June mm-hmm. this thing can still happen um, and it, you know and it looked like that you know i mean we were hoping against hope but you know it didn't happen and so you know the, it, it just kept pushing along and you know what when when you really think about it there really was never any hope right 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 we, right we we you know we thought there was but there there really wasn't because there was just it's i mean it's still too uncertain right now
0: oh yeah of course yeah yeah like i said that's why i asked him about the drop dead date and it's not even drop dead but if it gets to july with no decision, you know it's not going to be good. Right. It's not
1: good now. It's not, and, and 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 these, you know, all of these teams. I mean, everybody wants the best thing, but in the end, everybody wants to play their games and 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 run their business because, for the most part, these are all businesses and they need the revenue to be able to you know survive and continue on. You know, the U of A cannot cancel the football season
0: no that's just physically i mean financially. They just
1: can't financially you know cancel the football season so um you know in the end everybody's just trying to you know hope for the best and hope that these things are going to happen but you know the reality of of what we're looking at is is still there and we just you know we can't you know we can't rush it too much we have to be able to know that whatever we're going to do it's going to work and it's it's very hard. It's very hard right now.
0: Yeah, there's no answers. When you have no answers, that's you just kind of like shooting, shooting in the dark. Right. Something right. hits. You're just muddling along, and
1: everybody's yeah. hoping for the best. And you know, dominoes keep falling in different directions. Like like we've said, we keep talking about dominoes. Well, we got to stop do- playing dominoes. Right. A domino <laughs> fell towards. Towards the good with with Governor Ducey and his right. announcement today, and then you know within a couple of hours one goes the other way, and it's kind of like you know what you know what are we going to do you know and and uh, it's you know but people have to do the right thing and that's that's really what happens has to happen in the end.
2: Last thoughts, Thomas. Boy, there's so much going on, uh, or not going on, but by that token, going on. I think if you don't have a plan in place in June, then. I I don't see how you get anything done in the fall. Uh, I don't see how the NBA resumes without something set in stone. In the I first just don't see June. them resuming. I don't just, either. I just don't. I know they want to. And it's I know the NHL is going to push. I know baseball wants to play. And you know what, Steve? Spring football would not be the worst thing in the world if that's what it comes down to. The NFL starting late would not be the worst thing in the world. Um, but I really feel like if June comes and goes and we have no real it's answers. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's over. for For the calendar year, it is over.
1: I, I unfortunately think Come you're on, right. Say, Uncle. I, I unfortunately think you're right. I think I think June is sort of a a, a benchmark kind of kind of date that there has to be some light at the end of the tunnel.
0: Well, that's our light at the end of the tunnel because we're closing up right now. It's getting dark. Uh, hey, good good show today. Yep, it was great. Show, great having Dave Rubio and Bob Hoffman Bob on. Hoffman. We're just
1: rolling through all the stuff going on locally. Yeah.
0: See what we have tomorrow. Thanks everybody for joining us. Take care, everybody.